my name is Jay Danner. I'm an ensemble member of the Village Repertory Company, and I will once again be your host for this episode of Village Idiocy, Conversations from the Wolf Street Playhouse. In this episode, we're talking about All is Calm, The Christmas Truce of 1914 by Peter Rothstein. The show opens Friday, December 6th, and will run through Sunday, December 22nd. Joining me today for the chat will be director Keely Enright and actor-singer Bradley Keith. Hi, everybody. We are in the green room for the first time here at Village Repertory, Wolf Street Playhouse, and I'm excited to to be in here. It's very comfy. So let's, who's here? Uh, Keely Enright, producing artistic director of the Village Repertory Company and the director of All Is Calm. And, and I am Bradley Keith. I am in All Is Calm, one of the singers and actors. Welcome, Bradley Keith, Thank to you. the podcast. Thank you. Um, it's great to see you guys. I was saying before we started that I usually read the shows or just sit down and read the script so I have a little more of a framework going into the chat. Um, but I haven't done it on this one, just a little um, internet research on the the story. So it's based on, or it's sort of, I guess it's hard to say based on, but it, it's an actual a real event. It's not sort of a made-up musical story about what happened to these characters really these guys actually started you know on christmas eve these that, characters right? these characters were all Sang real people yeah. these songs so yeah. this is the this is basically um the historic christmas truce of 1914 hence mm -hmm. the title all is calm the christmas truce of 1914 <laughs> it's and, in the title yes and it it, this of course is um it was created by peter rothstein who had read about the historic event and apparently didn't didn't know anything about it um and then kind of came upon this historic information. And of course, we're talking World War I, the uh, first months of uh, the First World War on the Western Front. Um, over the course of, I guess, history says almost a, a couple of weeks total, over 100,000 soldiers over hundreds of miles of the Western Front put down their arms and celebrated Christmas in what was known as no man's land between the trenches. Um, it seemed to have started around Thanksgiving where, you know, they just, people started singing songs back and forth. And then they would, he, one would hear the other and it kind of built up over the days. And then by Christmas Eve, it was almost as if they were, you know, ready to, to just bust open. The so Christmas you, spirit. They, so you had, the, you had the Germans on one side, of course, and the British guys on the other side and all of their their cohorts, depending on who was on what side of the war. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like Bradley just said, it, it was sort of a slow build of hearing each other's, um, what, folk songs and holiday songs sung in their own language, and they almost, it was almost like a, like a um, call and repeat type of thing that was happening. It was songs each side knew. It was, they were all familiar right. old, I don't know, patriotic songs and, and I guess some war songs, but Christmas carols and whatnot. And what countries were these men Germany. from? All like just Germany and Britain or other countries? Belgium, Ireland. Be Belgium, Scotland, French. Scotland, French. French. Mm -hmm. French were there. Um, yes. Yeah, like you said, Scottish. Uh, in our, in our particular, in, in the production, you hear a lot, of, obviously, the German and the British. All the classes of British are kind of covered, the upper class uh -huh. down to the lower class. A lot of Scottish, some Irish, French. This was all um, started, of course, by the soldiers themselves. 
without any support or endorsement from the officers or the powers that be. Obviously, they were at war. They were there to fight each other, not put down their weapons and sing. Um, And the humanity um, of these guys kind of in the shared experiences of both of uh, both sides living breathing enduring what it was to be in a trench warfare situation also for the first time ever that that, that kind of which is brutal was happening. I mean, everything that i know about so they were locked down and yeah. so close to each other so yet here they were on either side but the humanity overwhelmed i guess the mission um and um when they put down their so as as our story depicts through mostly song and um, journal entries and letters, letters home. home, you get yeah. the real people. And what was important to Peter um, was that those people were acknowledged, that, the, that the, the fighting soldiers on the Western Front, who are the guys that basically, this is their story, that their names are said, that they're, that they're acknowledged as the individuals who made they're not this fictional characters These no are, everyone is real. real everyone that whose voice you hear um is was based on a real were, were real people yeah. um and as the story goes it was german first uh, out of the trench who stepped out and so bradley sort of gets to carry that role uh in our show he's he's the first guy out of the trench to brave that walk across no man's land. I do, and I'm while I'm singing, I just walk out into the middle between the Germans and the and the other and the side allied. on Christmas and Eve. On Christmas Christmas Eve, hoping that no one will shoot. He steps out of the trenches and into the. Into it gives the me night. chills to think how brave. I mean, you know, young and how brave. And then very these men were very soon um, a British uh, an Allied soldier steps out and meets him. And shakes hands with him, and eventually, they're all coming up out of the trenches, and they're all crossing into no man's land and shaking hands, and eventually exchanging, you know, little presents and pictures and cigarettes, and um, um, celebrating Christmas. What a like an amazing irony, and in, in this sort of death and war, mm-hmm. that you can have this um, Christian sort of coming together. Yeah, and I think um, even beyond, you know, it sort of transcends even Christianity. Yeah. In fact, just humanity. Um, people probably of all faiths were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what they, what the, what the tragedy of, of 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 what comes across in their written words is how much they were felt so much alike. You know, um, there was in many cases common language, in many cases common cultural experiences. So many Germans had been in England and vice versa. So they didn't want to shoot. They didn't want to to um, go after each other. No, there's there's one story of you know where someone worked in a one of the Germans worked in a hotel and uh, might have known this barber who worked mm-hmm. across the street, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you know they might have been friends before the war and yet here they are now shooting at each other uh you know and they realize just how how crazy that is and so they want to put down their weapons and and give it up but i think that you know the reason most people haven't really heard about this story is because then you find out that later in the war or next year the following christmas uh, battles were planned so that the christmas truce couldn't happen again so really? they, 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 they didn't want that to get out as propaganda or information that, that people were fraternizing with the enemy. 
Um, wow. Yeah, it was really a huge scandal um, ultimately with um, because leadership did not on either on both sides. Our story makes it seem as though um, the Germans initially were more um, warm to the idea of a potential Christmas mm-hmm. truce, mm-hmm. and that the Pope himself had urged them to put down. Uh, weapons at Christmas time in, that year in 1914, and that the Allied forces were not having it. And the Germans agreed to, mm-hmm. right? And the Germans right. had agreed to, but the Allied yeah. forces—they were there. They weren't there to celebrate the holidays oh. with the enemy. But again, in this instance, the humanity uh, overruled uh, leadership, um, which is, like Bradley just said, probably one of the reasons it's not as well known. Um, as it might otherwise be, but it's a beautiful story. And again, you, the the story itself is told primarily through music. So the concept here is that you have a group of men on stage singing a cappella, as it would have been in the trenches oh, right. and That's in No the Man's Land. They, sort of unique thing about the show. It's a beautiful thing about this show, and and it's um, really sort of chilling because mm-hmm. we have um, well, we have thirteen men on stage. Um, does everyone sing in the cast? Everybody sings a little bit. <laughs> um, most of the men are singing uh, most of the time, and then we have a few um, actors who help sort of move the story along. Um, uh, but the, the, the vocal power is really tremendous, and we're very thankful that our music director, Dan Megley, has been working with um, these talented men for the last month and a half. There to, are nine of us mm-hmm. who have been working with Dan for for about month and five half, or six weeks. And yeah, he's been shaping this music. It's mm-hmm. it's not you know it's more complicated music than they might be singing in the trench. It's five and six and sure part it's harmony more theatrical. And, it's, and it's beautiful. And so how complex. do you rehearse a, a musical musical I guess quote unquote without instruments? Do you rehearse with instruments and then? To, to so your own pitch and key. I mean, we, I don't even know what that means. Well, not, we rehearsed yeah, with Dan. Means, with sure a, we rehearsed with Dan with a piano mm-hmm. and plunked out the parts. Yeah. And then I think each of us has enough experience where, you know, we've sung in choirs and and he asked Dan asked at, at at auditions. You know, if we had done any sort of acapella work, I think most of us had. So it's it's kind of a we've been a little trained. Uh, yeah. But and yeah, we can he's, he, sit around in a room and, yeah. and sing these beautiful harmonies is, is just, it's incredible, the power. that. So you have to get a group of guys that have different vocal ranges, I'm assuming, it, that can sort yeah. of round out that sound. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah. Tenors, and, baritones, and mm-hmm. basses. And Dan um, uh, was very confident with the group that we've com- compiled. He was, he's, he would, he's very, very happy with what he had, to, the, the level of talent and skill that that these men have. In fact, he keeps saying that they really are better than the um, than the cast recording. So I, I think <laughs> oh, that, wow. I take exciting. that as a as a big compliment. Oh, huge compliment because um, I've, I've you know you can go on YouTube and hear some of them and it's beautiful singing. Yeah, it's so really I'm so gorgeous. Excited to hear it, and and you know people who are listening may you know if they come to the theater. And I'm sure they do have seen Bradley and the, was the last show you did here the. Um, the uh, barber, barber. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Ra- for yeah. people who uh, are familiar with Village Repa and Wolf Street Playhouse, then they have most recently seen Bradley as Sweeney Todd. And the tale of Sweeney Todd. Bradley, you were so that you were so beautiful in that. Thanks. I was the first time I'd heard you sing. Well, no, you sang a little bit in that show we did, but you were amazing. 
Yeah, okay. Sweeney Todd mm. was fantastic. What so. beautiful singing. So we're happy. Bradley yeah. and I go back. A uh, hundred years. Yeah, we do. 20, 20 years. 1999, yeah. I moved back to Charleston. Yeah. So you worked, you worked right over at the Midtown. old village. I was. Mm-hmm. We Well, before uh, Original Village, we worked together at Original Midtown uh, Theater. Bradley. And, and the I, old Burger oh, King. Old Walgreens. I was a general manager, yeah. and Bradley yeah. came back into town, and uh, we worked together. He, he did um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Uh, the, that plant show. Yeah, that plant show. Mm. One yeah. of uh, fantastic. And, and then Cuckoo's that was Nest. the beginning. And yeah, that Cuckoo's was the first one. Then, yeah, no, Bradley was part of our team when we moved originally. He helped, he helped build tables in the original Village Playhouse, uh, uh, painted the walls and painted bathrooms. So we yeah. go back a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been fun to fun to work on. We're really excited to have an audience in for it because it really is um, such a unique holiday offering it is definitely it's not your typical (laughs) christmas show there's not a lot of holly jolly no but it does tell an amazing story there's room for that i mean you know you can go see the typical shows Uh, elsewhere well this This is is one of those shows that um i had not heard about i have to be really honest um and they found us it was one of those things where direct marketing really got to me um it came in an email like are you looking for something unique for your holiday offering and that's not usually a way that i wow that's a great idea grabbed by a show show i opened it up and started to look at the at the video that they sent and was immediately just like this is this is incredible not only did i knew about the story um and anything that's got historic significance like that, I'm always a sucker for that. But then just how overwhelmingly um, moving it is. There, will, It was immediately like, we have to do this show. And the, the stripped down simplicity of what I've seen in the photographs of, of other stagings is what's perfect for, for you in this stage that you have. Yeah, so there's so many different ways that you can present this. I think originally it was almost done like um almost like a theatrical radio broadcast. I think they're originally mm. original setup when they did it. Um but so you have various levels of you could make this so authentic and it could be just like down to every detail of everybody's uniform. The, ours is just a little bit more generic because all of the actor singers play both sides of this war because that depends on what side of the stage you're on yeah oh is that right yeah okay so you're playing different characters throughout bradley's german he's also british i will i will sing german and speak british thank goodness because i don't have a very good german accent (laughs) german's hard um, so Russian. no, that that's right. sort of the point sure. of it. The way that um, Peter uh, Rothstein designed it is that it, that's not the point. It isn't taking sides. It really is mm. about mm. the core humanity of, and it doesn't matter because the soldiers are interchangeable. And right. which side of the line they were on, it, that doesn't really have anything to do with the story he's telling. Right. Good point. Um, so because of that, it isn't the details aren't exact. Um, There's it, not a plot. Well, there's or definitely there a, a plot. plot. No, you're going to be able to follow along okay. as far as there's what's happening. There's a through line. There's mm-hmm. a story. Okay, yes. But uh, it's it's uh, but it's just a moment in time because the truce was just. It's a day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 all encapsulated in this. But when you think about it, um, over a hundred thousand soldiers on both sides of the line participated in the Christmas truce of 1914. Um, and to get them back into the trenches and fighting each other was the bigger challenge because they didn't want to. 
It was hard to picture until I started doing some Google research to see to see a map of, of the country of Belgium where from just from the coast all the way inland, basically there is just a trench dug and the Germans are on one side and the English are on the other. And, and to, to see that in real life and then to read these stories of, of real people, that how they lived this down, event. Hundreds of miles of, of dugout trenches and yeah. they were all participating in one way or another. Yeah. Have you seen that? documentary sort of it was i think it's on hbo um, peter jackson did it oh i watched it they shall not they grow shall old not yeah grow old. oh that's amazing i, I haven't watched you got anyone thing. listening you guys should watch it it's beautiful and yeah. so he has this history where i think it was his great-grandfather died in the war and he would have been obsessed with it for years so they and... colorized it so you could feel the hum- the real it didn't feel like old dusty right it was colorized and then they had also watched the footage and had had lip readers come in and translate what they're saying saying. Mm -hmm. and so they had actors come in and and speak those lines and then they had there's real recordings of a lot of the soldiers they did some recordings of the of a lot of the men who served in that war before they died Mm -hmm. telling their stories and it's unique there's no narrator he just uses this footage to sort of tell the story and it just i mean just that trench warfare oh my i I mean just it's crazy. Brutal. Well, and then now, when we were talking about how it's just out there in the zeitgeist, it's just uh, because everybody's all about World War One. So Sam Mendy's mm. new movie, 1917, is just about to open. And that looks good, that too. That looks incredible, mm. too. Mm. So, again, World War One. Uh, that's what's happening. The Great War. <laughs> it is. Exactly. It's the Great War. The Great War. Right. So who else is in the show that we might know, that our listeners might uh, know? And are there any new people that haven't worked in oh, the building there, before? there are several new people. So Brian Turner, who was just in And Then There Were None. Dave Reinwald's in the show. Robbie Thomas, our associate artistic director, is in the show. Who else have you seen on? Aaron Andrews. Recently of Daddy Long Legs. Daddy Long Legs. Who's a beautiful yeah. singer. Um, uh, Dalton's in the show. I mean, it, there's oh, Dalton. 13. Yeah, there's 13 men in the show. But we do have... Um, <laughs> Uh, several new faces Lance and Kagan and Chance mm-hmm. have never been on our stage before um, Rusty Cooler Rusty Cooler uh, has um, uh, hasn't done anything in here with with in, us for a while yeah, but he's been on stage before Jonathan yeah. Harper is a senior at the College of Charleston very talented mm-hmm. young man he's in the show um, uh, Skylar Waddell uh, who was just a sweet little boy in disaster a year and a half ago he plays one of our soldiers they grow up fast was he the guy who was he, he did played he play the little twins mm-hmm. that was hilarious hard yeah. to believe it's the yeah. same young man yeah. uh who else am i missing i need oh dusty bryant uh, everybody knows dusty from red white and cash with us yeah. and several yeah. things from years past um so if you love dusty's uh, johnny cash voice he's doing something different <laughs> uh this time around so anyway yeah. it's a wonderful okay. cast yeah um terrific so 13 it is and all the I mean, I you know I love the actors who don't sing each and every one of them because I've known them all. Uh, well, not Dalton, but Dalton, but those other three kooks. Um, but the singers, I just have to. I don't want to toot my own horn, but they just all sound. We sound pretty good, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. And it's such a pleasure to sing. You know, when Keely said this, we're gonna do a show, and it's all guys. And it's no band, it's all a cappella. I'm like, what? But then I really thought about it, and it's because it's such beautiful music. Uh, you know, some uh, some songs a lot of people are going to know, I hope, but uh, it's just such beautiful harmony, and it's really exciting to sing with these guys. Now, know? are you singing so, some of the songs in 
the original German language. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. There and is German. There is French. Uh, there is plenty of English. Um, what's the one? I think we kind of skimped on the Danish. Oh, yeah. But, I was going to say the Danish number, yeah. Yeah. Lots of German. And it just captures um, the thing that is... Uh, really wonderful about it is like it, it is really a very small moment in time but it captures from start to, to end um well we talked about it, bradley the enthusiasm of the of the war fever and enthusiasm is an awful mm. word but mm-hmm. but true mm-hmm. of these young men and um in oftentimes from small towns and villages who'd never seen the world and thought that this was going to be almost like a holiday and a, a, th- a thing to go do with other young men their age and sure they would be able to get out of their own house that they've lived in that, that they thought they would never get out of and just a little town that nothing was going to happen to them ever and then here comes the war how exciting patriotic you know, and join yeah. up and go, to, go to a big city and and explore the world and and all this kind of stuff and we'll be home by christmas mm-hmm. and it was not the case the reality so, it, so the, brutal. that's the, the part of it what that breaks your heart is you'll see you that you do see how they get swept up and then how it turns out that that isn't what this is going to be at all um but again it ends on such a a beautiful note and um mm. It's very respectful and honoring of um, the men that that fought that war mm-hmm. uh, all this time later. So you definitely come away. Um, I, I mean, hopeful. Um, I think the the music helps that become a good. You know, it, it become, it's a good story. Yeah. Well, it's the, a heartwarming the, story. What happened is hopeful because the music. You know, just, yeah, just what they. Did was just the act of what they did. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, seems hopeful. Well, and you know what we For found humanity. from what we've been reading is uh, lots of these, uh, of, uh, lots of theaters who've taken on this um, all is calm, um, are finding that their communities really want it to. They're 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 bringing it back now for two or three or four years in a row because the um, response has been so overwhelming. So mm. we're really hoping that we get um, a tremendous positive response to the show. I think we will. I'm, I certainly can't imagine it sitting there being a part of it every night. Um, it's very... It wasn't last year, like, the centennial or... I mean, right. I think yeah. that there right. was... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, we're, we're, not, like a, we're not in an anniversary year right now, 19... Uh, but there's that sort of, like, the movie coming out and this this thing that Peter Jackson did, that documentary. Mm-hmm. So there's... Right, there's a lot more... more I'm more aware years. of it than I ever was yeah. in the past. So, so we'll see, but I think everyone's going to really love it. I just, I, I urge you to bring family. It's, it's appropriate for, um, most ages. It's not going to be a fun show for little kids. So mm-hmm. don't, don't plan to bring your little kids, but, uh, because it's Santa his, won't be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely middle not school. Jingle bells? No jingle bells. Well, we or... talked about maybe after <laughs> the <course>. show <laughs> in the lobby. The uh, bar will be open. <laughs> yeah, right. The bar will be open. <laughs> so you can have a drink while you, while you learn and listen. Um, but anything that's middle school and up, I think not only is it a beautiful and profound show, but it also gives you a, um, a view into something that's historically important. And I read that the, uh, the writer had said that he was, he was really interested in World War One, and he didn't know about the story, and which, right. which sort of made him sort of start researching it and decided he wanted to tell it. So that's great that it would be also a way to educate young people about what about this oh yeah i think that was a, a prime motivator for him he mm-hmm. he once he found out and that he didn't Why know enough about, about this it in school yeah and that he could bring this to life through the music and and that 
that that is what had inspired those young men out of the trenches was the music they were hearing from each other across the way then that was the story to tell um to get other people in, invested so. so how is the show a one act it sure is sure. Oh, I love that it's, so um when can we see it when do you open are you about to go into tech are you teching tonight we start, start teching tonight yeah. we open friday this friday, friday december 6th so we'll run uh through sunday night december 22nd um, our final show is a 6 p.m. on that Sunday night. If you have family in town the weekend of the 19th through the 22nd and you're wanting something that is interesting and different um, but still um, embraces the season, then we urge you to come and see All Is Calm at Wolf Street Playhouse. And tickets at villagerep.com. Villagerep.com. Tickets on sale now. So come and join us. I can't wait to see it, guys. Yay. Thank you. Right. Thanks. Oh, and we're also doing another chat, aren't we? We're planning on another chat yes. sort of halfway through the run, just sort of tease you guys. And this will be a first for us, too. We're going to mm-hmm. do a live podcast for um, our, and dis- have a talk back with some of the actors, with some of the audience members. Yeah. Oh, on right. de- on December 15th, the 3 o'clock show, we're going to do a talk back right after that show. So if you haven't got tickets yet and you would like to be a part of the talk back and the podcast, then please buy your tickets and come see our 3 p.m. matinee and stay afterwards. And we'll remind people, maybe send out an email or something, letting people know that, that that's what we're planning to do yep. to spur some interest. And uh, we'll see you then, Bradley, as yes. well, I hope. Yes. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Village Idiocy, Conversations from Wolf Street Playhouse. Our producers are Keely Enright and myself. A big thank you to our amazing technical director and editor, Sierra Garland, our wonderful graphic designer, Nat Jones. You can help us out by subscribing to us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you would like to leave us a review, that would really help us out. Thanks for listening.